Looking for a job isn't easy. It used to be that you could apply at a big name tech company and build a great career for yourself. But times have changed. Many of these companies have gone full woke. And if you aren't the right gender, ethnicity, you don't use pronouns, or if you're not an activist for the preferred cause, then good luck. Why would you risk your career on that? At Red Balloon, we're connecting good employees with top quality companies that value you for your skills and your work ethic, not your social activism score. Employers who post jobs on Red Balloon are focused on creating an enjoyable and productive work culture, free from divisive woke mandates. So if you want to find a serious career path without the nonsense, come to Red Balloon and post your resume today. Because you shouldn't have to choose between your job and your values. That's redballoon.work, where you can find your future. Putting off writing that proposal again? Yeah, we've been there. Proposal writing can be tough. It takes work. And if you're not careful, you can set up your company for failure. Well, that's where we come in. Smart Pricing Table is an innovative application that focuses on, well, the pricing table. Instead of a static document and constant back and forth, our platform creates interactive proposals that empower your prospects. Not sure if something is needed? Make it optional. Have complicated services that vary? Let your customer do the work with line item upsells. Have reoccurring services? Easy peasy. With Smart Pricing Table, you can create attractive proposals quickly. And our system is built for reuse, so you can get out of that hamster wheel. Give your customers choice and close deals quickly with Smart Pricing Table. This isn't the best recording of this song, but I like this tune a lot. Yes. Tune's great. Hey, y'all. Welcome to Cross Politic. It's, it's Beer and Psalms. Wednesday. And Scotch. And Scotch. Yeah. This is, this is one of those shows. Are we doing... I'm just doing beer, Scotch. Apparently, Scotch. Apparently. The Scotch started earlier, to be fair. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 21 year Belvini, thanks to uh, a good listener and friend. That's yes. great. Yeah. Um... Yeah, Pastor Toby, Chuck Knox, I'm the Water Boy. It's a it's a it's a sober episode. Um, we got Psalms, of course, beer and Psalms coming, but we're but we're gonna talk about the Nashville shooting. Um, shooting. Yeah, and uh, a lot to say there. But first, uh, Toby's got a plug for you. Hey, this year our Fight Laugh East conference is at the Ark Encounter in Kentucky on the politics of six day creation. The politics of six day creation is the difference between a fixed standard of justice and a careening standard of mm. justice. The difference between the corrosive relativism that creates mobs and anarchy and the freedom of objectivity, truth, and due process. The politics of six-day creation establishes the authority and the sufficiency of God's word for all of life. From what is a man, or mm. what is a woman, or when does human life begin, and how is human society best organized, and what is justice? Mm. All of that mm. there in the politics of six-day creation. So come here, Ken Ham, Pastor Doug Wilson, Dr. Ben Merkel, Dr. Gordon Wilson. I'll be there. The whole crew will be there. And of course, a live cross-politics show mm. on Saturday. So mark your calendars for October 11th through the 14th 
as Ooh. we fight, laugh, and feast in Kentucky at the Ark Encounter with Beer and Psalms, our amazing lineup of speakers, rowdy Christian merch, a Sabbath feast to wrap up the occasion, maybe, maybe, maybe even an infant baptism while we're at it. <laughs> I doubt it. But <laughs> visit FightLaughFeast.com uh, for more information. No, not just for more information. To, to sign, sign up. up. Yeah. Today, become a club member, you save a hundred dollars. Oh, and, wait, and wait. What's been what's been crazy about our conferences is the topics. You know, we had uh, politics of uh, sex. Yeah, we had um, sing psalms, def- um, defy, defy tyrants, tyrants. Yeah, love, love God, God, sing psalms. Yeah, uh, and the first one was in Franklin. Yeah, um, what was the topic of that one? I don't remember. I, I think time. it was just fight, laugh, feast. Weapons of warfare. Yeah, weapons of warfare. That's right. Yeah, warfare. Go, Thank producer. you, producers. Um, <laughs> But like how um, it crazy it's actually been. It's been kind of an accident that we've kind of, in some sense, humanly speaking, it's been an accident that we've um, come up with these topics and named these conferences, but how relevant they've been to the issue of that yeah. day or that next or that coming year. Yeah, right. I mean, the politics of sex. Right. I mean, we're dealing with that yeah. right now. The politics of six-day creation is so connected to what happened in Nashville. Yeah, right. mm. yeah. So it, connected it, it, to what happened yeah, in Nashville. Yeah. What, what is, is, is life valuable? That's what, right. What, what is man? What is woman? Um, Are we teaching our kids that they're just dust and that they're just protoplasm and that they're right. just me- there's no ultimate meaning in life? Right, right. And or even in the in the aftermath of a tragedy like this. You That's know, right. What, what, is this, is this, does this mean anything? Does right. this pain mean anything? Yeah. Does this... Does this uh, despair? Did, did your children die in vain? Yeah. Does this mean yeah. anything? And um, and that is ultimately yeah. rooted in a Creator God. That's right. Who made us, made this place, and um, who is alive. And so we're going to spend um, the next part of of this uh, ep- episode talking about uh, the Nashville shooting. Um, uh, we're going to play some video here in a second, but um, it it, it I, this shooting to me hit me in a different way than a lot of the shootings. Yeah, have. me too. Hmm. And, and part of it, I think, I think for two reasons. For one, we have we have a lot of close friends connected to the whole situation. Yep. People in our church went to that church. People in our church taught, um, that, taught school. In that school, taught the the shooter, taught yep. the taught the girl who ended up being the shooter. Um, uh, we had C. R. Wiley's son was teaching at the, at school, the school while it, it while it all went down. Yeah. Right. Right. Um, and and then George Grant just sent me a really lovely. Um, yeah. yeah, he's a pastor right down. The do street you have from that? This guy. I do have it. I can I could read it if you want. I want. Yeah. You know, because everything is so. Um, Fuel politically, mm-hmm. I wonder if we should start there first okay. and read that so that we're deal with to kind of the the, the mm-hmm. response, the godly response from godly men who are suffering. So, um, so this is George. The, George was they were having some sort of presbytery meeting, Nashville presbytery meeting, with the pastor in the room, and and the pastor, I, I'm not quite sure of all the details, but he found they all found out the shooting was happening at the same time. at the same time, and yeah. I think I think um, they might have found out the pastor's daughter was killed in that room together. Mm-hmm. Also, uh, I'm, I'm so, not quite sure about that. Like maybe that happened later. So here's what here's what uh, George wrote ab- about all this. Day dawned on March 22nd in Middle Tennessee with the with the rebuds blooming, the songbirds trilling, and gentle breeze blowing under the crystalline springtime skies. There was little more. Um, there's little portent of what the unfolding of the day might bring. Several committees had gathered and were diligently working on preparations for the upcoming stated meeting of the Nashville Nashville Presbytery. The senior pastor of Covenant Presbyterian Church, Chad Scruggs, was in the room, and several of his elders were in uh, the room next over. Suddenly, unexpectedly, our deliberations were interrupted by a flurry of calls and texts. There was an active shooter at Covenant School facility. We emptied into the hallways, stricken eyes clouded with unbelief, horror, and grief. Spontaneous cries of supplication and intercession went up. The Covenant men hurried on the way back to the church. 
The rest of us began frenzied monitoring of the news while contacting our own flocks and families to mobilize prayer. Our worst fears were realized. A disturbed young woman, armed with an assault weapon and seething hate, shot her way into this well-secured building and proceeded to take the lives of, th- of three nine-year-old students and three adults before the Nashville Metro Police were forced to stop the assailant with lethal force. One of the victims was the daughter of Pastor Scruggs. Grief gripped the entire Nashville community. In shock as pundits and the politicians attempted to make sense of the senseless, across the presbytery, men and women gathered in their homes, schools, and churches to pray. We did not need to ask, why did this happen? Why did this have to happen? We did not know why. It was for precisely this sort of calamity that Jesus came in the first place. Mm. He came, delivered us from our sin and corruption of this valley of tears. Moreover, he comforts us in the pain and sorrow. Just hours after the shooting, Pastor Scruggs spoke of his beloved daughter, Haley, expressing both the, um, expressing both the hope and comfort of the gospel. Through tears, he said, we trust that she's in the arms of Jesus who will raise her to life once again. As the Heidelberg Confession, as the Heidelberg Catechism so beautifully declares, this indeed is and this indeed our only comfort in life and death is that simply I'm not my own, but belong with body and soul, both in life and death, to my faithful Savior, Jesus Christ. And so we are able to affirm with the Apostle Paul, neither life nor death, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor present nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. We need to not lean on platitudes or empty phrases, for ours is the sure and certain promise that he will turn our mourning into dancing. He will lose, he will lose our sackcloth and clothes. Sorry. <laughs> Can't see. <laughs> he will lose our sackcloth and clothes, clothe us with gladness. Psalm, 1, Psalm 30, verses 11 and 12. Ours is the promise of light and life dispelling darkness and death. All of us in the Gospel Reformation Network are heartsick over the horror our brothers and sisters at Covenant are going through. All of us are praying for comforts and consolation that can only come from the treasure house of God's grace. All of us find ourselves laying hold of the very great and precious promises of the Gospel for them and ourselves. And together we repeat the refrain of the psalmist. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for he is steadfast, love endures forever. Let those who fear the Lord say, his steadfast love endures forever. Out of my distress, I called on the Lord. The Lord answered me and set me free. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his steadfast love endures forever. Beautiful. And I, and I you know, one of the things that, um, so us being close to the situation, having friends involved, um, uh, in the whole situation, that, that kind of struck me that way too. But I'd say the other thing about this whole shooting that that really struck me was it's it's wicked for a young man to go into a school and shoot up that school. Absolutely, it, it, it Absolutely. really is. Yeah, it's evil. But in in some sense, um, man was created to protect and destroy, and and so it, it's it's a it's a twisting of what they're called to do. Right. But when a woman does this, it particularly show, says something about us as America, about who we are as a people, mm-hmm. where you know women are made to give life and mm-hmm. not take it. Mm-hmm. And so when a woman goes and does this, it's it's a it's a perversion, and in the sense like homosexuality is a it's a perversion. A man if he sleeps and 
commits adultery with a woman or it's something. Wrong. Yeah. It's super wrong and all that. But when a man sleeps with another man, it's it's a it's a perversion right. of what God has called. And I think the same sense for the, for a woman to go in and do this, it it says something about us that is um, that should wake us up in a real way. Right. This, I mean, and but and it's kind of the I don't and it's something like this that I think that maybe wakes you up because you know it's hopefully wakes you up because mm-hmm. I mean we've been like feminism and egalitarianism has been a demanding that women act like men. That's right. And and but but when you are in rebellion to God, you can't help but be demanding then that women act like rebellious men. Right. Which means that you're at, you're demanding yeah. that they put on a kind of alien strength that is not really theirs, yeah. hopped up on testosterone or whatever, yeah. or just in your own delusions of your own mind. Mm-hmm. And then in that twisted rebellious place, you're you're trying to embody a twisted rebellious man yeah. right which becomes violent i mean there, there like there is such a thing as to, as toxic masculinity mm-hmm. and that's that's what it does yeah. it, it really is it's is lethal and violent and wicked and then you add to this mix where i mean i don't know particularly and no one knows yet i'm sure more information will come about this maybe not but um you add to the mix of the transgendered community is inherently violent if they're going to do violence on their own body how easy is it for them to do violence on well, someone else's body? I, but all those who hate him love yeah, death. That's right. So this right. is this is anyone who is opposed to the true God. Yeah, right. Like this is this is where it goes. They they hate him. He is life. He is love. They hate his image. They, they hate his image, and they have to destroy it. And this is just another extension of the fruit of those who hate him. That's right. And this is where it goes to. You know, I I gotta say, I was looking at my guy. Um, from cult, uh, cultish, and he was talking a little bit about this, and I agree with it. I have been annoyed at no end at the posturing and the political talking points, and everybody. Well, he saw and this, and, and everybody grabbing and running to their um, public personas and to have a hot take on it. Yeah. And I've seen more hot takes than I want, and I've seen very little gospel from people who are Christians. That's right. <laughs> That's yeah. what I wanted to start with, mm-hmm. yeah. um, George, Grants, George Grants, yeah. because that's what we need to hear. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. That, and, and every all the Christians are running to their positions on the Second Amendment. And all this, I, I get that. Mm-hmm. We're going to have those conversations. Right. But, man, we need some hot gospel right now. That's right. We need that's some right. death and resurrection preaching. Mm-hmm. We need some demons cast out. Mm-hmm. Do you understand? Mm-hmm. We have a demon-possessed culture. That yeah. is plaguing us. Mm-hmm. And the thing that we think we're going to do that's is right. argue about more laws. Mm-hmm. You don't you don't have a law that's going to control a demon. That's right. Mm-hmm. You don't get yeah. laws. That, do you remember in the Bible when they had the demon possessed man? They put chains on him. It didn't work. The chains didn't work. They yeah. bound him. Right. It didn't right. work. Yeah. You don't bind this demon with but laws. If, if we pass a new law with new chains, <laughs> it will work this time. <laughs> it will work this yeah. time. Yeah. This is it's been it's annoying because in this there is a way to engage this conversation where you can free the, the, there is a rivalry set up between the right and the left conservatives and trans right. conservatives mm-hmm. and homosexuals conservatives LGBTQ conservatives 
And this rivalry is only being brought to a feverish pitch. Right. But when the gospel comes in, it cuts the rivalry. Right. You can be made free. You don't have to be dislodged from reality. Mm-hmm. Repent of your sin and trust in Christ. And they're restored. And that same thing, when the when the demon-possessed man is healed, so are the people. They can mm-hmm. be healed too. Right. But it, when we have this kind of conversation that is mm-hmm. looking to run to our false gods for them to save us, like mm-hmm. our legislators— because it always reveals when stuff yeah. like this happens, it reveals yeah. what God you run to, yeah. who, you, who your savior, uh, who, is. who your savior is, right? And and instead of running to Christ and getting on our knees mm-hmm. and repenting of our own sins and preaching the gospel and reminding people that they can be forgiven of their sins too, that Jesus died for them. Instead, we run to those places and we don't get anything accomplished. Yeah. We create more rivalries. Yeah, right. And it's been annoying me that that has been the thing that we're all trying to share even on social media. Hey, who's going to present for me right. my hot take best? I don't mm-hmm. have any hot takes for you. Right. I don't got one. Right. Mm-hmm. I, I only thing I want to hear is just right. where is G- Jesus right. coming and fix this? Yeah, you know? right. yeah, yeah. And that's why I'm, that's why I, some of the well, reason we do, say this. Do you guys, did you guys catch uh, Governor Bill Lee's statement no. of Tennessee? Uh-uh. So the, I saw I didn't The, gov- the governor of, of Tennessee um, posted a, a 5-minute video and this is the the I'm just going to read a couple yeah, please. portions yeah. of it, but yeah. I think I, I think to his credit um, was was working this line um, mm. as, as best as maybe a, a public person can without being a pre- hot gospel preacher. Um, but he, he writes, all of Tennessee was hurt yesterday, but some parents woke up uh, without children. Children mm. woke up without parents, without teachers. Spouses woke up with their lo- without their loved ones. Maria, who I think is his wife, woke up this morning without one of her best friends, mm. Cindy Peak. Cindy was supposed to come over to have dinner with Maria last night after she filled in as a substitute teacher yesterday at Covenant. Oh. So a substitute teacher on a one-off shot and his friends with yeah. um, his wife. Cindy, Maria, and Catherine Kuntz, who's another teacher I think that was killed, were all teachers at the same school and have been family friends for decades. Four other Tennesseans and members of the Covenant family, Hallie Scruggs, Evelyn uh, uh, Deekhouse, William Kinney, no, you want to bring up this Mike picture? Hill, were taken in horrific act of violence. Six innocent lives, three of them were children. Um, I'm skipping through some of what he talks about, but, yeah. but he says the same thing. He says, this is not a time for hate or rage. That will not resolve or heal. Everyone is hurting. And remembering that as we grieve and walk together um, will be the best, the way we honor these who were lost. Uh, we can all agree on one thing, that every human life has great value. We will act to prevent this from happening again, um, and so on. Uh, yesterday, we saw the worst of humanity. We also saw the best of humanity in the police yeah. officers who ran into danger directly toward a killer with no regard for their own life, thinking only about those kids, those teachers, those administrators. Uh, he says, I spoke with the officers, two brave Tennesseans whose actions saved lives. Gratitude doesn't begin to cover it. Um, I'm calling on the people of Tennessee to pray. Yes. For the families of victims, for the Covenant family, for those courageous officers, for the family of the shooter, for those who are hurting and angry and confused. Prayer is the first thing we should do. It's not the only thing. Uh, He he says, um, there will be a time to talk about legislation and budget proposals brought forward this year. Clearly, there's more work to do. But on this day, after the tragedy, I want to speak to that which rises above all else. The battle is not against flesh and blood. It's not against people. The struggle is against evil itself. We can't forget this, and it's very difficult. But we're called not only to love our neighbors, but to love our enemies, to bless those who curse us, to pray for those who intend us harm. There is hope in the midst of a great tragedy because God is a redeemer. Mm. What is meant for evil can be turned for good. May we grieve in the days ahead, but not without hope. May we also act with wisdom, discernment, and grace. And may we love, especially those who have lost. Well done, Governor. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's I mean, if, well done, if we Governor. had more governors like that, I think we'd be in a better place. Yeah. And, and I think there, the only thing I would say that I would add to that is 
this is, I would add that this is representative that we need to repent as a nation. Mm -hmm. Like we need to get on our knees before the Lord and mm -hmm. repent of our sins. That's right. You know, um, well, uh, can I add that point? Or go you, ahead. You know, go ahead. I was going to. Go ahead. Okay, I was just going to say to that to that point. I think a lot of people can see the insanity in you know transgenderism or the insanity in like this you know this big sin over here, but school shootings and the school shootings yeah. all that. But what we don't see is the insanity in, in the sin over here and the small sins that led to the to the great insanity. And that's I think that's where the real mm. problems are at is that we aren't you know confessing sins in our own lives and, and we're putting up with too much sin in our church or too much sin in our community or too much sin in our city. Because it's it's just the way it is, or whatever. I think maybe to add to that though, it'd be just sometimes I think that's true. It's absolutely mm -hmm. true. I mean, uh, we we mentioned Psalm nineteen recently about you know the great transgressions. It comes from the secret faults and the and the presumptuous sins. We know that's true. And at the same time, saying that even can make it seem like we can somehow add it up. Yeah, like we can do mm -hmm. the math and, mm -hmm. and you, you know mm -hmm. you add all this up and that. Yeah results in this right and and i think it can also come off as as you know mm -hmm. blaming I and mean, you're trying to get the blame in the right place and the point that knox is making i think is rightly made that we need to just hit front and center is look you can't add it up yeah right it doesn't make sense it is insanity mm -hmm. it's just and you you can't you can't add up all the guilt and all the blame right the right. only place it was all added up is on the cross come of on, jesus man. christ that's, that's right. right on the cross of jesus christ that's where all the blame was added up yeah and yeah. so and, and so if if you just try to go back and add it up and figure out all the ways that you contributed to this yeah right. that's a that's a black hole of despair yeah and, that, mm. and there's a reason why that won't work in a right. moment like this it's True, we all contributed to it, yeah. but you can't go back and put it all right. And that's the thing that I think can and, and, and make people despair, make people more angry, yeah. uh, frustrated, and, and make people turn to laws yeah, and, right. and governors. And you, and you can't. And, and, yeah, the, and the whole right. point is to say, no, um, God added it all up and He laid it on His Son, yeah. so that you don't have to. Oh, we need to hear and that he's, so bad. He's risen from the dead, Come and on. He walked out with all the guilt paid for, all yeah. the shame paid for, all the agony paid for, all the yeah. confusion, all the failures of parents, of teachers, yeah. of fathers, of mothers, of husbands, of wives, of kids, all of it paid for and and left. Mm -hmm. And so that you can walk out. You can walk out of the grave with him Come on free, now. completely free. Yeah. Screaming from the mountaintops. So remember when Uvalde happened? Mm. One of the things that we were clear about was like, we did not have brave man right. in that moment. And, right. and we really went after the Uvalde police force for this because you had parents rushing in there. I think it's really valid to to kind of give some high praise to mm -hmm. the Memphis Police Department. Yeah, not Memphis, Nashville. I'm, I'm sorry, Nashville, Nashville. Nashville. Yeah. Nashville. Did I say Memphis? Yeah. Yeah. Whoa, uh, the Nashville the yeah. Police Department. Right. Because um, watching they they did a couple things that were amazing. We're going to watch the video here in a second. But one of the things they did was they got the footage out so quick, yes. Yes. so that the public was could actually respond to this without coming up with their own crazy yeah. ideas right. what about happened? things. What, what happened? happened? What happened? Right. And the school released content pretty quickly too because yeah. i remember going yeah. out later in the afternoon and saying wow they shot out the she shot out the window right there's the, the surveillance camera footage yeah. of her coming into the building right yeah. and um and then yes I, I mean kudos to to national pd for releasing the footage the body cam footage of the officers that were involved yeah. i mean not only did, did it just answer questions immediately like what happened and what what did they do like you can watch it and you can see you can exactly see what, what happened yeah, yeah not only did it do that which i think is really really important and helpful but it also sent a really strong message you don't mess with Nashville PD. Yeah. yeah. If if anyone else out there was thinking mm -hmm. about anything like this, we will come for you. Yeah. We, I mean, we are God's um, messengers of vengeance. Yeah. 
and and we know how to do it. Our producer said the only thing that was running through those officers' head is, we're not Uvalde. We're not Uvalde. We're not Uvalde. We're not Uvalde. <laughs> go, go, <laughs> go, yeah, go, yeah. go, go, go. So I want to yeah. play the video real quick of, of what they did and, and so you guys can see it and just, man, highlight. And this is a side-by-side video. Yes. So you'll see the, both, both the, body cams. Both yeah. body cams of the officers who actually ended up shooting um, the perpetrator. Yeah. And uh, so uh, the the guy on the left had the had the uh, the rifle, the AR, and he got the first shot. And the guy on the right was the with the he had nine or forty or something, and it with the second shot. So go go take go second floor. Next, let's go. Door, where did they go in? With me. First floor, first floor, first floor. All there, y'all. Somebody hold there. Hit that door. Open it. I got it. I got it. They are moving. Let's go. Rifle first. Rifle first. Blue. Go. 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 Move right. Hover left. Move. Hover left. Move. I'm with you. Go left. Take this with me. Take this. It's locked. No, that's locked. Take this. Go. Go. Take this door. Take it. Take that stairs. Hit the stairs. Go. Go stairs. Go stairs. Go. 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 Hear the shots. Keep pushing. Shots fired. Shots fired. Shots fired. Move. Right. 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 Push the LPV up. Push the LPV up. Go right. Stop moving! Stop moving! Get your hands away from the gun! Watch left! Watch left! Suspect down! Suspect down! Hey, hold the air! Wow. Thank you, Nashville Police. Yeah. Thank you for going in there and being brave. I'm sure there's, you can, <laughs> if you're watching the video, the guy that's being told to move, you can see there's some fear there, right? Yeah. You can see, the, and he's dealing with it, and he's moving into place at the same time. Yeah. You know, and I, after this whole situation went down, um, I, I sat down and talked with my kids yeah. about all these situations. What does it look like at school? I reminded them. They have Armor Republic backpacks, okay? I reminded them about their backpacks. I said, if it's a pistol, your backpack will stop it. If it's a rifle, make sure you have books in there. I want you to have books in there anyway. Yeah. You know? And and, and so that, but I I reminded my boys particularly, because one of the things, I, I don't know if it's true, I haven't validated if it's true or not, but I heard that the pastor's daughter was the one who ran and hit the fire alarm and oh. that's one of the reasons why, why she, she got shot she got shot i don't haven't validated that's true or not but um wow if she did wow it was the fire alarm so not the, the building alarm right, the, right. the building alarm is going on there's two alarms going on you can yeah, hear yeah. the building alarm and you can hear the fire alarm going and so that's yeah. why some of the buildings evacuated so wow but i reminded my sons i was like listen 
I want you to throw your backpack on it. First of all, my school, the school is a hard target. We've had Wally Wiggins on the show to talk about this. He's one of the principals at the school. So it's a very hard target. But I reminded my sons their responsibility in this particular situation. Throw your backpack on. Listen to your Mm -hmm. teachers. They Mm -hmm. know they have the drill. They know exactly what to do. Don't leave the small and the girls behind. Mm -hmm. Throw them in front of you. And throw your backpack on and obey your teacher, mm-hmm. right? I want you guys to know. And and I remember, if you don't train your sons now mm-hmm. to think like this, mm-hmm. when they get older, mm-hmm. they won't have it built into them mm-hmm. yeah. to be men when it's time to be men. Right. Yeah. Train your sons to be hard now. Right. Mm-hmm. Remind them there's something worse than dying. It's dying like a coward. Right. Mm-hmm. That's true. And so it's hard to say that to your sons. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you got to. Mm-hmm. And then you need to model in every opportunity you get of what it looks like to be a man in situations right. so that they say, my dad would have did this. Mm-hmm. Right, right. My dad would have operated that way. Right. Amen. It's hard to go to an ad right after that. Sorry. <laughs> that wasn't my intention, but uh, yeah. Um, I don't know. You can go right into the psalm if you want. Yeah. You just go right into the psalm. Right to, I'm not going to read that ad. You let's can, go. You, let's uh, get right into the psalm. That's, we, we can't. You can't. You can We'll get back to you, smart pricing table. <laughs> the psalm is Psalm 22. I'm just going to read this, the second half, but I'm going to refer back to the, the first half. I will declare thy name unto my brethren in the midst of the congregation while I praise thee. Ye that fear the Lord, praise him. All ye the seed of Jacob, glorify him and fear him. All ye the seed of Israel. For he hath not despised nor abhorred the affliction of the afflicted. Neither hath he hid his face from him. But when he cried unto him, he heard. My praise shall be of thee in the great congregation. I'll pay my vows before them that fear him. The meek shall eat and be satisfied. They shall praise the Lord that seek him. Your heart shall live forevermore. All the ends of the world shall remember and turn to the Lord. And all the kindreds of the nations shall worship before thee. For the kingdom is the Lord's and he's the governor among the nations. All they that be fat upon the earth shall eat and worship. All they that go down to the dust shall bow before him. None can keep alive his own soul. A seed shall serve him. It shall be accounted to the Lord for a generation. They shall come and shall declare his righteousness unto a people that shall be born that he hath done this. Now, Psalm 22 famously begins actually with a great cry of dereliction. Mm. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Which, of course, Jesus cried from the cross in his agony. That's That's Psalm 22, verse 1. And the first half of the psalm goes on to describe this fierce persecution of God's servant, being mocked and scorned. You know, he trusted in God, let God deliver him. Mm. And, And the cry... It comes from the psalmist, be not far off when grief is near. Mm -hmm. He says, my enemies are surrounding me like bulls of Bashan, like lions ravening and roaring. And he says that all his strength has been poured out like wax. He's surrounded by hungry dogs, and they have even pierced his hands and feet. And it's from that place of dark despair that the psalm then turns and, and, and says what I began with reading. I will declare thy name to my brethren in the midst of the congregation. I will praise thee. He says that God does not forget the despised and the afflicted. And when he cried to him, God heard so that he is confident that he will praise God and all who seek the Lord will live forever Mm. and eat and be satisfied continually in the Lord. This is one Psalm that comes remarkably close to describing the resurrection, just point blank. 
And because we have the rest of the story in the fulfillment of Jesus, Mm -hmm. it is describing resurrection. How did the psalmist go from being pierced in his hands and feet and devoured by lions and dogs to standing in the congregation praising God Mm. and eating and drinking forever? The answer was, he is raised from the dead. He's been raised from the dead. Mm. Finally, the psalmist turns and says that this, therefore, is the hope of all the ends of the earth. Because God is the God who remembers the afflicted and the poor, all the ends of the earth will remember and turn to the Lord. All the families of the nations will worship the living God because the kingdom is the Lord's and he is the governor of all the nations and he remembers the afflicted. Even the mightiest men, it says, will eat and worship. Everyone who dies and returns to the dust, everyone who's subject to death itself will worship. But God will preserve a seed, and that seed will last through all generations, and they will tell future generations of this great glory and hope. Mm. Of course, the language of all the families of the nations worshiping God in a seed reminds us of the promises to Abraham, that all the families of the earth will be blessed Mm. in his seed. And Paul says that that seed was talking specifically about Jesus, and Jesus fulfilled this psalm by crying out in agony on the cross, for all our pain and agony. And he was pierced in his hands and feet for us. And then he rose and stood in the midst of his brothers, eating and drinking, because he is alive, and he is alive forever. And because he lives, all the nations will come. Everything will be made right. All ends of earth will remember and turn to the Lord. And the seed of the word of Christ will endure through all generations. And even our bodies that return to the dust, that go into the earth, they go into the earth, Paul says, like a seed. That's right. Mm-hmm. Since Jesus is the first fruits of those who sleep. So Psalm 22 teaches us that sometimes in this fallen world, everything comes apart. And all we can do is cry out in our pain and our agony, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And it can be a great comfort to know that sometimes that is the faithful response to our pain. Mm-hmm. And we know that because Jesus did it for us. Yeah. Jesus suffered for us so that we might suffer faithfully in him when our lives are torn apart. But because Jesus has been raised from the dead, from all affliction, we cling to him and to our hope of resurrection in him. And so the charge is to believe with all your heart, believe with all your heart that Jesus has died, is risen from the dead to put all things right. And then simply obey your king. That's right. He will put all things right, and all the ends of the earth will come. And they will come because they've seen him putting things right. Mm. You do your part by simple obedience. Love your wife. Respect your husband. Tell the truth. Teach your children. Obey your parents. Confess your sins. Forgive one another. Comfort one another. Pray for one another. Sing together. Read and worship. And of course, fight, laugh, and feast. Amen. So if you're single, get married. If you're married, have you some kids. And if you have kids, go baptize them. Until tomorrow, love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Love your neighbor as yourself. Go fight, laugh, and feast. This is Cross Politic. It is the duty of the free man to resist tyranny at every turn. Every man will either watch his freedom stripped away or take action to protect what he loves. Introducing the A3, 
the newest revolutionary body armor from Armored Republic. The A3 is the new standard for lightweight multi-hit body armor. A3 plates are incredibly light at 4.6 pounds. The patented design captures fragmentation while remaining multi-hit capable. The A3 will stop up to M80 ball, yet comes in at only 0.7 inches thick. The A3 is the thinnest NIJ.06 compliant or certified composite standalone plate that includes the drop test. The A3 is the first of its kind, patent pending, that combines an alloy strike face with polyethylene backing, revolutionizing body armor technology by providing strength and durability while remaining sleek and maneuverable. The A3 is the new standard in lightweight body armor. The fight against tyranny just got stronger.